Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's James Farley. Uh, Well, hello, good morning. It's great to see you today. And we are carrying on through the book of Proverbs and our passage today is in chapter 15, just a couple of few verses here. So 15, 31 to 33. Let me read it now. It says this, Whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves. But the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord. And humility comes before honour. And as you've seen throughout uh, this book of Proverbs, it's a lot about how we are to live as those who are wise. And the main thing we see today is that those who are wise are those who heed correction. We see that phrase twice, heed correction. And, and I think to heed correction, we'll f- see, is, it, is to admit that we've made a mistake. It's to gain understanding and it is to receive life. So we see this phrase, heed correction, twice, both in verse 31 and in verse 32. Verse 31, it says, whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. And then in verse 32, we see that the one who heeds correction gains understanding. So to heed correction is to be home among the wise and to gain understanding. But what exactly does this mean, to heed correction? Well, I think the first and kind of most obvious thing, really, but I think it often um, is missed, is that it means we must need correcting. We must have first made a mistake. We must have got something wrong, messed up in some way. So clearly the wise are not those who never make mistakes, who live this perfect life without anyone, any need for anyone to ever call them out on anything. No, we all make mistakes. We all get things wrong. We all need correcting. The difference in how the wise live is that they heed that correction. They receive it. They take it on board. And in this way, they gain understanding, as we see in verse 32. When we receive correction, we gain understanding how to live well. We learn from our mistakes. But we don't just receive understanding, we also receive life. In verse 31, we see this phrase, whoever heeds life-giving correction. And I wonder, how often do you put those two things together? Do you see correction as life-giving? I know I often struggle to see it that way, if I'm honest. And to give one example, yesterday morning, as I opened my email inbox, I saw an email from Matt, our, our buildings manager at the church, also my housemate, who many of you I'm sure will know. And there's an email addressed to all the staff. And I would get a range of emails from Matt on the staff team. And usually a bit of a funny twist in there. But I can tell from the first line of this email, it's a bit more serious, this one. It was calling us up on a few things with the way things were left after we use uh, certain rooms. And one of the things that was mentioned was that he found the coffee machine was left on overnight. And I just knew that that was me. I'd made the coffee uh, the day before on Sunday for those helping out with the children's work. And I had just totally forgotten to switch it off. And of course, I had a choice. How would I react to this email? I could have just avoided Matt for the rest of the day, which would have been quite hard to not only work with him, but also live with him. But I could have avoided the problem. I could have not owned up to it. I could have just made excuses. But instead, I decided to own up to it, to admit it was my mistake. Uh, I spoke to him as soon as I saw him. Uh, I took responsibility for it, learnt for next time. And Matt, thankfully, 
was very gracious and forgiven and he even showed me later on how to turn the coffee machine off just so it was all clear. Now the point I'm making from this relatively minor story is that the correction was life-given. It's not a correction to put down but to build up. And I think it's worth saying that when we are correcting something, whether big or small, it doesn't always feel life-given. It can sometimes feel the opposite. It can feel like we're being drained of life. It can feel like we're being got at, attacked. And it's so easy for us to take correction personally, maybe with slightly bigger things in life. It's kind of, it may be saying something about who we are. And correction can also even cause us to despise ourselves. We might think, how on earth could I have done this thing or done that thing? Like the coffee machine, how on earth could I have forgotten to turn it off? But as we see in verse 32, it's actually those who disregard discipline who are the ones who despise themselves. It's those who, not, who will not accept discipline or correction, who are not willing to admit they've got something wrong. They are the ones who despise themselves. Because by refusing to admit that we have made a mistake, we are preventing any opportunity for growth. We cannot move forward in the Christian life until we admit that we can't do it alone. Until we acknowledge that we have got things wrong, that we need Jesus. And that's actually what it means to follow Jesus, is to acknowledge our need for him. One of Jesus' first words at the beginning of his ministry are, repent and believe the good news. Repent and believe. And repentance is acknowledging that we have got things wrong. It's turning to Jesus. And that's what we do when we first come to Jesus. And it's what we have to do each and every day as we walk with Jesus through life. We have to constantly be turning back to Jesus, acknowledging we've made a mistake, acknowledging we get things wrong, that we need to receive his forgiveness afresh. And as we do that, we'll find the Lord giving us life. And part of that life is the Lord giving us life-giving correction. And God can do this by the Holy Spirit speaking directly to us, bringing to light some area of our life that we need to, that he wants to work on. Or it could be that God maybe speaks through a particular person, maybe a brother or sister in Christ, who can point out something in our lives that needs correcting. But the key thing, however the correction comes to us, the key thing is how will we respond? Will we make excuses, disregard our discipline, despise ourselves, prevent any opportunity for growth? Or will we heed the correction? Will we take it on board, gain an understanding, and above all, receive life? And let us pray now to finish. Father God, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to take our sins upon himself at the cross. And we thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit, for filling us with new life. And we pray now that you would soften our hearts right now to hear from you, to hear what you are saying to us now, to receive your life-giving correction. We thank you that you have made us righteous and wise in you. And Lord, may we be those who, res- who heed correction. May we be those who make our home among the wise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today on HC Daily, we prayed for the Clapham Sunday coming up on the 4th of July. Please do pray for that day as we invite people to hear the gospel and as people respond. And then we pray for our new service structure, praying for the 10.30 and the 5.30 especially. Please do pray for our church at the moment and pray that God moves in power among us. Thank you.